Bichvot Harav El Presidente, this week's Parsha, Parsha's Kitisa. It says in the Parsha, at the beginning, Hashir lo lo yamit The rich shall not increase and the poor shall not decrease from half shekel. Ask the Orchaim, why this specific amount? Why half shekel? Why can't someone give more if they want to give more? Why can't someone give less if they'd like to give less? Explains the Orchaim because it's not about the number. It's not about the dollar sign. It's not about the amount. There's a level above the amount. There's a level above, oh, it matters more for someone who has less money to give. Therefore, you know, they should get maybe more schar for it. That's not where the schar comes from. That's not what the ikr is. There's a level above that. Because it explains Rabbeinu Bacha. We shouldn't worry about our bottom line when we give tzedakah. We have to understand, we have to be tachon. We're going to get it back. Explains the Orachayim. The level above the amount you're going to give or the proportion of, the net, of your net worth that you're going to give is the intention with which you give. Says the Medrash, Hashem showed Moshe a half shekel of our fire that Hashem took from under his throne. What does that mean? It's not the half shekel that matters. He didn't show Moshe, here's, look at all these, he didn't take from under his quote-unquote throne, look at all this, these, these shekels that I have. He's showing him the ish. That's what he, he keeps under his throne. The intent, the fire. Everyone has been put on an even, even playing field with the quantity. But the quality surely differs from person to person. The feeling they have, the thoughts they have when they give, when they do a mitzvah, why they're doing the mitzvah. There are certain movements within Jewish communities today, people changing the Torah in favor of modern egalitarian ideals. And if we all ask ourselves, why are we doing what we're doing? Is this for the Rabbana Shalom? Is this for us? What's the real intent? There's an amazing story I heard about Herman Walk. He's an American novelist, also happened to be an Orthodox Jew. One of his books, perhaps his most successful book, The Cane Mutiny, was being made into a Broadway show. It was later made into a Hollywood movie with Humphrey Bogart. Supposedly it was a great movie. And they wanted to turn his book, before that, they wanted to turn, someone wanted to turn his book into a Broadway show. So he writes it with a producer, and it's going to be great. Everyone's very excited about it. They sold out for the first show. The show was set to be on, on Saturday night. Comes Friday. The producer talks to Herman, meets with him in person. He says, Herman, I hope you're ready. The next 24 hours are going to be insane. We have a lot of work to do. We have to make sure everyone's here on time. We have to, the costume, we have to talk to the, to the production designer and the set designer and all these things. It's going to be crazy. I hope you, you strap yourself in. It's going to be a wild ride the next 24 hours. This is your first show. I've done many. And it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be wild. So I hope you're ready. Herman says, you know, it's Friday. Looks at his watch. He turns to the producer and he says, you know, I got to go somewhere in about 20 minutes. The producer looks at him. He's like, okay, yeah, just, just come right back. It's fine. Do whatever you got to do, but just make sure you come right back after because we got to go to the bathroom, use the bathroom. The, 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 Herman looks at him and says, I don't think you understand. Like, I have to go. I'm, I'm gone for, for 25 hours. I'll be, the, I'll be here half an hour before the show begins. The producer looks at him and it's hard to understand just how impactful what Herman was doing is if, you, if you're not initiated, if you're not in the Broadway you know, line of work, but it's a big deal. 
The producer literally was speechless, literally looking at him with mouth open. Like, are you, are you crazy? <laughs> this is your first show. You're, you, we have a lot of work to do. But to Herman, it wasn't even a question. And he learned from that moment, he writes in a book he wrote about how we're not the creators of the universe. The Rebbe Shalom is. The world doesn't revolve around us. It's a very powerful story. And if you think about the producer's face and how Herman may have felt in that moment, someone looking at you like in shock, looking at you like you're crazy, it's lonely. To make a choice is a lonely thing. And that's why it's, it's scary. We want, we want to feel like everybody else. Think of a stream, hundreds, thousands of fish, salmon, suspended in water, not even swimming, just going downstream, letting the current pull them. Except for one fish. That one fish is swimming against the stream. He's working really, really hard. He's barely making any progress. But he's doing it. He's, he's, he's swimming up that stream. He's not making progress. He's going inch by inch. And he's the only one who's doing it. It's lonely, but it's powerful. According to Rev. Jeremy Kagan in, in The Choice to Be, when Yaakov Avinu fought the Malach and won, it says that he remained alone. He defeated the Malach of Esav. Esav is the representation of the Samech Mem, the Satan. Esav is also the progenitor of the Roman exile, which we are still in today, in which the philosophy of Rome persists and dominates the world. Philosophies that run counter to Torah and Kedusha. Yaakov was lonely in the world and he still is today. We remain alone. You're alone when you make a choice. When you choose against the external forces that are pulling you downstream and you choose to swim against it. The Medrash in, Bere- in uh, Bereshit states that Hashem will be exalted alone. Meaning, when we stand alone within the context of creation, when we choose to do something holy and not something unholy, we emulate God and therefore connect with Him, who stands alone outside the context of creation. The only thing, according to Rav Kagan, that we can understand about God is His oneness, that He is the one in control of the world running the show. And to connect to His oneness, we have to actualize our own oneness, our loneliness, and quote unquote. And we do this when we do a mitzvah. But we need to put thought into it. We need to be conscious of this when we do a mitzvah to understand that we're actually connecting to the divine in a profound way. And when we gave Machasis HaShekel, we did just that. We became the lonely nation of faith. And we've been traversing the desert ever since, swimming upstream. And it's a shame when certain people view mitzvot, wearing a kippah or certain clothing or observing whatever mitzvah that makes us different and being ashamed of being different, wanting to conform Maybe saying, oh, why can't we just be like everybody else? Maybe that's why so many want to, you know, today so many people want to harm us. Maybe if we weren't quite, you know, the lonely nation, maybe if we were just like, were like everybody else swimming downstream, we'd feel normal and we won't be threatened anymore. Right? Perhaps that's how Klai Yisrael felt when they sinned with the Egel Zahav. We're lonely. How do we interact with God? How do we feel His presence? So explains the Or HaChaim, Klai Yisrael made the Egel in order for it to act as an intermediary with God. And so Moshe smashed the Luchos. But didn't the Orachayim say, oh, they were just trying to make an intermediary with God? I mean, that's not something so terrible, right? But it's missing a profound point. The essence of being a Yid that we learn out from Machasis HaShekel to develop that bond with the Rabbana Shalom, the personal bond each individual Jew has. We can connect even without Moshe Rabbeinu. We can connect with Hashem. 
And we learn it out from Shabbos in this week's Parsha as well. To make the Shabbos. How do we make Shabbos? The Orachayim provides several explanations. One of which is, we make Shabbos by yearning for it. Not just yearning for the kugel and the chant and the mashka and the vibes. Physical rest. Yearning to perform a mitzvah that Hashem commanded us to perform. To do it in order to shivisi Hashem the negdi tamid, to place Hashem before me always like Herman Woke did, to develop that kesher with God that was established by Machazis Shekel, to be the lonely man of faith. So, Bezras Hashem, we should have the chizuk, we should have the strength to make the right choice, to make the choice in the direction of Kedusha, of connecting to the Rabbon Shalem, of getting to a level where we can put our own wants and desires and our own ideals, what we think the things should be. And ask the question, really, why are we here? Why are we doing what we're doing? What are we really trying to do? What is our intent with our actions? Everyone should have an amazing Shabbos.